Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the Word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the Word. We know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So the lack of faith causes, um, a lack of faith is caused by a lack of Word. When you're not in the word and all you're doing is vegging on Netflix and vegging on movies and sleeping all day and night long and you're not praying, you're not watching, you're not doing the things that you know to do, your faith supply begins to be depleted. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, we read it earlier. Now, right now, right now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When you can rejoice before you see it, when you can shout hallelujah before you come out, before you come through, then your faith is hinged on the word of God. And God himself is your credible source. Good God Almighty, I just preached my own self happy right there. You got to understand that faith is a lifestyle. It has to be a lifestyle. Faith cannot be a one-time only event. Faith just to get a car. Faith just to get a man. Faith to get a wife. Faith to go on a trip. That's not faith. Come on. Faith is a lifestyle. We live a lifestyle of faith. Often people say, I just need more faith. I just need more faith. I need more faith. Okay, well, get it then. If you need more faith, get it. If you need more faith, get it. Faith is easy to obtain. Every time you hear and receive the word, it's a deposit into your faith account. Every time you read the word of God or you hear good teaching like this is today and you put it into practice, you are stacking up faith in your faith account. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah right there. James chapter 1 verse 22 says, do not merely listen to the word of God and, and deceive yourselves. Do what it says. We have to be doers, not just hearers only, deceiving ourselves. And then we're not even deceiving anybody else. We're deceiving ourselves. This scripture right here kind of separates faith from mental ascent. It kind of separates. This is the dividing line between mental ascent and faith. James said, if you think that listening to the word by itself will make the difference, then you're deceiving yourself because you have to be a doer just as well as a hearer. You got to hear and do, hear and do, hear and do. Mental ascent is in the Head is head knowledge. You take it to the head. You take it to the head. You take it to the head. It's head knowledge. And that head knowledge takes the position. I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it only when I see it. Thomas believed because he saw. But the Bible said, blessed are those, that's you and I, who believe without seeing. Come in here with me today. Mental assent means intellectually accepting the word of God is true, admiring it and agreeing with it, but not allowing it to have impact on you so that it doesn't do any good in your life. Isn't that sad to have all of this word and not do it? So you have everything that you need. It's like having a full, a seven course meal and sitting there and starving. 
because you won't eat it. That doesn't even make any sense. That doesn't even compute. Come on. Mental Ascent affirms that the whole Bible came from God and it is God's revelation and that the word is true. But when crisis comes, you're so frustrated because you feel like it's not working for you in this situation. Remember, if you're weak in a crisis, you're weak indeed. Remember, if you fall to pieces in a crisis, I didn't write this, this is the message translation. If you fall to pieces in a crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. I'm just reading what the word of God says. Mental assent thinks that it's a gimmick or a formula. So it gets irritated and it gets frustrated when it doesn't see how this is going to work. If you see how it's going to work, then you don't need faith. You can see it. You don't need faith for what you can see. You need faith for what you can't see. Don't forget that mental ascent is what caused Thomas to go down in history as doubting Thomas. He was a disciple. He did miracles. He helped feed 5,000. He saw all kinds of signs and wonders and all. He was one of Jesus' learned students. One of, his, one of the people that hung with, he was one of the closest ones to Jesus. And he went down in history as doubting Thomas because he refused to believe without seeing. Mental ascent does not understand that faith is a process and it doesn't care to understand because it wants what it wants and it wants it now, now, now. So it doesn't mind flipping the attitude about it. It's like a house made of cars ready to fall into pieces. Mental ascent is like faith's evil twin. Faith's evil twin. And that evil twin will lead you into mental assault. The mental assault of doubt and fear. The most devastating blow to your faith is to believe that Father God is the source of your problem. That's the most devastating blow that you can hit to your faith is to believe that God is the source of, of this crisis. God is the source of the problem. God is people really are saying God is doing this to teach us a lesson. No way. God doesn't teach lessons like that. Now, what the enemy does for evil, God will turn it around for good. But we're blaming the wrong person. Are you listening to me? The devil has pinpointed and targeted areas of weakness, areas of lack, areas of lack of the word, areas of lack of self-control, uh, areas of le uh, lack of uh, uncontrolled emotions. And then the Bible said he crept in while men were asleep. While men took an intermission from their faith, from watching. While men got so comfortable, they started snoozing and kept hitting the snooze button. The enemy came in. He crept in. We learned that the thief does not come except for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus came so that we could have life in this life right here more abundantly. I'm almost finished. Just hang with me for a few more moments. The devil speaks according to your five senses and according to your emotions. You got to discern who's really talking to you. 
Come on. How all of that aggravation, all of that frustration, you got to understand that it's not God talking to you because God leaves you feeling warm and fuzzy when he talks to you. When you feel all agitated and confused and don't want to be bothered with people, you got to understand, discern who's really speaking to you. God tells you to walk by faith and not by sight. But the devil tells you to walk by sight and not by faith. Would you say amen right there? Because I'm really preaching good right here. <laughs> God speaks according to his word. If you want to, you need a word from the Lord, then get in that Bible. You got all the words from the Lord that you don't have to go from place to place, from meeting to meeting to get a word. All you have to do is get in that Bible because God speaks according to his word. And his sheep know his voice and the voice of another. They'll not follow. They'll reject that voice. Mental and sin will have you living beneath your privilege. It really will. It'll have you living beneath your privilege. Mental ascent will have you deliberating void of the God factor. How are you going to deliberate outside of God? There is no deliberation outside of God. Mental ascent will have you feeling sorry for yourself with a woe is me attitude, an overwhelm, a state of overwhelm, a place of feeling pitiful when you're overwhelmed and when you're pitiful with a woe is me attitude. Please know, have a revelation right here. Please know that the devil is on your case and he's riding your back like a broke down horse. When you're in pity, you're overwhelmed. When you're, when you're just, whoa, it's all, don't nobody know, don't nobody love me, ain't nobody here. You accusing everybody else. You better understand you're under attack. You're under attack of the enemy. Faith is not ever moved by what it sees. Faith settles in its heart. And it rejoices before it sees anything change. Right now, I've got joy unspeakable, full of glory, and they haven't given us a date that we're coming out of self-containment. But I know we're coming out. Woo! Glory to God. I know we're coming out, and we're coming out better. We're coming out stronger. We're coming out throwing blows to the kingdom of darkness. We're coming out getting people saved, getting people filled with the Holy Ghost, getting people to join church and serve in ministry. Come on. We're coming out stronger than we were when we went in. Ooh, let me calm down, girl. Calm down. Calm down. Faith settles in its heart because faith knows that with God, who is your credible source, everything will fall in place. Come on. You no longer have to be pitiful now you can be powerful. You don't have to be pitiful. You can be powerful. You no longer have to say, whoa, it's me. You can say, whoa, it's me. Somebody better shout hallelujah right there. Are you going to be pitiful or powerful? Are you going to fall apart or are you going to fall in place? It's either one or the other. You got to get a revelation that the devil is a liar. He's a convincing liar, but he's still a liar. The devil is a liar. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The devil's goal is to wear you out. The devil's goal is to defame your mind and have you shell-shocked for the things that you came through. Listen to me, the things that you came through. You already came through stuff, and he still got you shell-shocked for stuff that you already came through. You made it out. 
and he got you shell-shocked for stuff that you made it out of. Are you listening to me? The devil wants you to feel like the whole faith thing is just a waste of time, energy, and effort. It's just a waste of money. That's the, the devil is a liar. He's a convincing liar, but he's a liar nonetheless. The devil wants to magnify potential loss. Potential lost. He wants you to be worried about next week, the week after that, three months from now. He wants you to be worried about it. I'm telling you, when my husband suddenly and unexpectedly went home to be with the Lord, I was an overwhelm. I did not know what I was going to do. I had these four children and we went from two income to one income and he was the love of my life. We've been married for 20 years and suddenly and unexpectedly when he passed away, I was like, oh my God, well, what about this? And what, what about when school starts? What about Thanksgiving? What about Christmas? And I remember the Lord spoke to me. And I'll never forget it. God said, you don't have to worry about next week. You don't have to worry about next month. You don't have to worry about next year. He said, I'm already there. He said, I'm already, oh God, I'm already there. If he's already there, he's already got it in control. He said, all I have to do is live now because faith is now. One of the greatest weapons that the enemy uses against believers is the weapon of mental ascent. Mental ascent is faith's evil twin. Mental ascent looks so much like faith that many people cannot see the difference between the two, just like the wheat and the tear. Mental ascent lacks patience. It wants what it wants and it wants it now, now, now. Mental ascent is impatient and it desires immediate gratification. I need my gratification now, otherwise I'm going to flip I'm not going to go to church. I'm not going to pay my tithes. I'm going to be mean and hateful to people. Come on. Mental ascent doesn't mind flipping an attitude when it doesn't get what it wants. But you know what? You have to have patience in the process. We got to employ patience right now. We don't know the exact date that we're coming out, but we do know we're coming. Don't you know you're coming out? We know that we're coming out. So you need to know that patience is not just passively waiting, just twiddling your thumbs, just barely holding on, complacently suffering until the storm passes. Oh, no, no, no. In reality, patience is one of the most active, sturdy, strong, rugged, steadfast words in the whole Bible. It's a real and an aggressive force. The aggressive force of patience. Faith and patience, faith and patience, faith and patience. They work together. Faith and patience are the power twins. Temptations, tests, trials, and crises come to put pressure on your faith. But patience is that support beam. That support beam that's needed to uphold your faith when it's under pressure and when your faith is under attack. Child of God, don't you understand the enemy is attacking our faith when we see loved ones and people that we know that are getting this virus and they're getting sick and they're going home to be with the Lord prematurely. And it's just, our faith is under attack, but we've got to employ patience, which is that, that beam, that support beam that supports our faith. Faith plus patience equals results. One plus one is two every time. Faith plus patience equals results every single time. With faith and patience, you are guaranteed not to fail. You got a guarantee 
to win. Luke chapter 21 verse 19 says in the Amplified Version, by your steadfastness and patient endurance, you shall win. You shall win. That word shall means no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You shall win. All we do is win, 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 no matter what. We win, we win, we win. James chapter 2 says the trying of your faith worketh patience and redistributes it in the sense of standing completely in control while under pressure. Standing completely in control while under pressure. I remember my son Gabe was training me and I was doing the, the ropes. So it was so hard. And after so many minutes, you get tired and I'm just doing the ropes. And then pretty soon I'm just going like this. He said, whoa, 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 whoa. He said, you got to bring that thing in control, mom. You just going wild. Now you're going, oh, I'm going wild. Let me bring this thing in control. Patience brings everything in complete control, even while you're under pressure. Faith, or mental ascent, pitiful or powerful, patience or impatience, falling apart or falling in place. It's either one or the other. I'm getting ready to close. I think that's my second close. I might have one more, Minister Dana. Let me know if I have three. Glory to God. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 14 says, to warn those who are idle, encourage the timid, help the weak, and be patient with everyone. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. You will reap. No if, answer, buts about it if you don't lose heart. Don't you dare lose heart in this trial. I know you're getting tired and you're just flailing. Bring that thing back into, into position with patience. Come on, let's, let's work with patience. Let's fight the good fight of faith with patience. Isaiah chapter 40, I'm almost finished. Verse 31 says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not Faint. They that wait, they that wait, they that wait. Not twiddling your thumbs. Let me submit this to you. They that wait. How may I serve you, God? How may I serve you? How can I serve my gift? How can I win others to? They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Therefore, Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on the house. That was a lot of stuff that was happening. A lot was going on. It said the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on the house. And it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock, Woo. glory to God. But everyone who hears these sins of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man. I didn't write it, I'm just reading it. Be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew, 
Because remember, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered them out of them. So we already know our, our faith is going to be tested, going to be tried, it's going to be under fire. He said the, the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on the house, and it fell. And great was the fall. Faith builds on rock. Faith builds on rock. Faith builds on rock. But middle ascent builds on sand. It's either one or the other. Every head bowed and every eye closed in prayer. Listen, if you've not received Jesus as Lord of your life today, we want to pray for you. Every day we pray. Every Thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast.